I want to get down to the matter of things this morning. Um, while Vision Month is done, we're still in this series of exposure until the Lord tells me to stop. Amen. And so um, I want to go to Judges, uh, the 16th chapter. Judges, the 16th chapter. And I want to start reading at verse 4 through 6. And then after that, we're going to skip to verse 15 through 20. Um, we're going to skip to verse 15 through 20. But if we need to, I'll stop at verse 6 and then I'll pick it up at verse 15 through 20. All right. Afterward, it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Sarak, whose name was Delilah. Verse 5. And the lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, entice him. And find out where his great strength lies and by what means we may overpower him, that we may bind him to afflict him. And every one of us will give you eleven hundred pieces of silver. Verse six says, so Delilah, so Delilah said to Samson, please tell me where your great strength lies and with what you may be bound to afflict you. Now, I want to skip because there's a lot of in between. And, you know, preacher's rule, I can't give you more than certain verses for you to come. <laughs> Let me go. Here we go. Verse 15. Then she said to him, how can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times and have not told me where your great strength lies. Verse 16 says, and it came to pass when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death. Verse 17 says that he told her all his heart and said to her, no razor has ever come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaven, then my strength will leave me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. Verse 18 says when Delilah saw when he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines saying, Come once more, for he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines, Philistines, excuse me, came up to uh, came up to her and brought the money in their hand. Then she lulled him to sleep with her charm, on her knees, and came for a man, called for a man, excuse me, the light, and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him and his strength left him. Verse 20, I'll stop there. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. I want to talk to you from the thought in this exposure message called overexposed overexposed all right so i told you the word of the lord for this year is uh exposure what's been hidden is coming to the light i'm telling you that you're going to be the you know we're moving into the great exposure and everything like that but i want to start first ladies and gentlemen with um the definition of exposure overexposed um we're going to use this from the cambridge dictionary in the adjective version uh in the adjective um um perspective of overexposed and it is uh having experienced something too much for too long risking harm having experienced something too much or too long risking 
harm. Here in our text, ladies and gentlemen, we have a man by the name of Samson. We have a man by the name of Samson, ladies and gentlemen. He is the last judge that is mentioned in the book of Judges. After Joshua, there, God raised up judges to try to help to navigate Israel. He, uh, Samson, was a Nazarite. He possessed uh, supernatural strength. And, and to understand what a Nazarite is, ladies and gentlemen, a Nazarite is what we're introduced to in Numbers chapter 6. In Numbers chapter 6, ladies and gentlemen, we are presented with the distinguishing features of the vow of a Nazarite. Uh, one is abstaining from anything related to grapes or alcohol, refraining from cutting one's hair, and avoiding dead people, even family members, he, uh, he was dedicated and set apart for the Lord since his mother's womb. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, this vow was normally a temporary vow, but we see in the text in Judges chapter 13, if you read it, because that's when the story, I don't like using story, well, that's when the account of, of, that's when the account of Samson is, 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 is first mentioned in Judges chapter 13, then you will see that his, the, that, uh, his parents were barren. And in that time, when you were barren and you have no kids, it was almost like you're not fruitful. The hand of God is not on you at all. And so it was almost like a shame thing for them. And so when the angel of the Lord said, that, hey, you're going to have a kid, you know, the father was like, hey, don't play with me. You know, don't, don't get our hopes up now. Like, we've been wanting a kid. You know, I've been trying. She's been trying. We ain't never had no kid. And now they're getting blessed to have a kid, and they're having instructions about this kid that this kid should be a Nazarite until the day he dies. That he should be a Nazarite, meaning that he has a vow that no razor should touch his head. He shouldn't touch alcohol. He needs to avoid dead things and dead people. Yeah. And although this implies a Nazarite was temporary, Samson and Samuel appear in Scripture to have lifelong commitments or vows to this. All right? And so we must understand, ladies and gentlemen, that Samson, as he grows older in Judges chapter 13, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit came upon him. Amen. Holy Spirit came upon him and endowed him with power and endowed him with strength. But then when we realize and really take a microscope look at uh, Samson's life, though he had the vow of a Nazarite, his heart was not one of a Nazarite. What I mean by that is, ladies and gentlemen, that he could have the outside appearance of one that was consecrated because his hair was long. But that does not mean that his heart itself was consecrated before God. Because when we look at Samson, ladies and gentlemen, we begin to see and we really look at his life. We begin to realize some things about Samson that Samson, he used his gift only for what benefited him. Even though he was a judge and he served for 20 years, ladies and gentlemen, everything that he did was not about the benefit of Israel as a whole. It was always acting out of what he intended or what he wanted to do. Even when he killed certain Philistines because of getting revenge of what they did to his wife, he did it out of revenge. Not so much that he wanted to deal anything with them. 
So you have to realize, ladies and gentlemen, when we look at Samson, God has exposed him. The Holy Spirit is upon him, and he's now leading this this nation. You have to realize that even though, and I'm moving ahead of myself, but I'll pick it back up. The reality is, is that someone, so many of us are only using our talents because it's benefiting us at the moment. And it really doesn't have anything to do with nobody or nothing else. However, God will still move on it because God has a bigger picture in mind. I want you to keep that in mind, that just because you may act out of your own selfish gain don't mean that God ain't going to use it for his glory. Because if you're going to use what he gives you, he's going to use you. I know you don't want to hear that, but you think you're using God or getting away. No, you're never getting away because ultimately God's purposes will be accomplished in the land. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? And so when I look at Samson, ladies and gentlemen, and I get to evaluate where he was, he was always living life on the edge. He was always living life on the edge. What I mean by that, ladies and gentlemen, is seeing how far he could go. He was always seeing how far he could go. It's almost like those who's like always trying to figure out, is that a sin or is that not a sin? Because you want to know the rules of how you can try to manipulate or try to trick your way around God. It don't work that way with him. And so he always lived on the edge. First, he lived on the edge by marrying a woman outside of his own race. A lady down in Timnah. For some reason, he had a thing for prostitutes. I don't get it. But he loved them. He had a thing for them. And so the reality is, is that he couldn't get over himself. He always put himself in, 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 in jeopardy. Not only that, but he didn't mind drinking. He was doing it against his own will. <laughs> well, he was doing not against his own will, doing it at his own pleasure. Then not only that, he killed a, he killed a lion and then he ate the honey. The thing of a dead thing. Oh, but I didn't cut my hair, though. I don't drink like they do, but I didn't do that. But I do, but I did. But you do this, though. Come on, come on. You know, I don't smoke weed. Just leave me a couple down, you know. Is it a, but they said the Bible said it's of the earth. You know, it is natural. Then that's not what it's saying if it has any impairment on your mind. Huh? Unless it's from the doctor, amen. Amen. There is our exceptions to the rule. But don't abuse it. <laughs> hey, y'all want the truth? The truth is the truth. That's how we are. Well, I don't do what they did, though. But you still do this. Because you're still trying to figure out how close can I get before I get burnt? Why am I so close to the stove? Or something couldn't pop off if I got grease in it. Regardless of how you look at it, ladies and gentlemen, don't go near the stove. It's hot. But we don't care that we're telling you it's hot because you're going to get as close as you can get. And hopefully nothing happened to you. And when we don't see. Oh, my gosh. I got. Okay. Okay. Let's not ready for that one yet. Let me see this. Let, Let me do this. Samson. Let me let me go. Let me go here first. Samson had the external view of a Nazarite, but his heart was not devoted, not fully devoted to God. 
his heart, he was only devoted to the one thing that a razor would not touch his head. Everything else, there was no devotion there. I tell you, if you read Judges 13 through 15, and even to 16, you don't see any document of Samson ever praying before God. You can check it on it. Do it for yourself. Samson does not pray until his strength is fully gone. And God, one last time, lets the hair grow back on his head so that he could destroy the Philistines. And God only answered that because God's purposes is greater than your own stuff. See, you think it's about you. God, he'll make you think that it's about you until you find out it's not. Allow you to go on with that whole thing. Because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, so many of us are so focused on the external things because you don't realize that's stuff you can do in your own strength. But really, the inside of you cannot be fixed in your own strength. So reality of the matter is, he may have the external look of that, but it's really out of what was inside of him is how the external then acted. How do I know this? Well, Matthew... Let's go here, Matthew 15, verse 18. Matthew 15, verse 18. Let's read this together. But those, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile the man. Verse 19. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemy. Verse 20. They were making a big deal to the disciples of what they were doing, what they were eating and all that stuff. Jesus said it don't matter about that. It was, it's what's inside of man that defiles them. The reason why he acted out of lust and revenge and anger and all of that stuff that was pinned up in him because the inside wasn't checked. You so worried about the external, ladies and gentlemen, and your character is not ready. And when your character is not ready, you're going to find yourself in a lot of trouble. A lot of issues because that's what when you come into the light, as I've been telling you, there are things. That's why the Lord told me that warning to give us is that as we walk into the light, there are going to be different people that are coming to your life. That the goal is to seduce you with flattery to stop your momentum. And if you don't have that checked on the inside of you, that will start manifesting on the external. If you are so caught up into what you are in, if you so not, if you're not doing the necessary work to check the inside of you because you know who you are, you go to sleep with yourself, you know your devices. If you're not checking that, it is going to come into the light. When the light is on you. The reality is, yes, he served for 20 years, but it was not a lead. It wasn't that. Yes, he had the power. He he slayed people. That's all good. But his character before the people weren't great. What is your character saying in front? What is your character saying? He was always doing things out of his own selfish desires. He didn't care. His parents told him when they was talking about the white, the woman in Timna, like, hey, that woman is outside of the thing. However, God used it in that meantime. They didn't know God was using it to infiltrate the Philistines camp and all of that stuff like that. Ultimately, God used that, but it ain't that he was pleased with that. 
Because his thing was that the reason why he had a problem with Israel, he had a problem with Israel is because they were always trying to bring in other gods. And that mixture, that mixture would get them to pull away from them, pull away from him. That's what the real thing about. In the first in the first few pages and chapters of Judges, we see that how people did uh, evil in the eyes of Yahweh. And then the last few uh, chapters where we are in, we see uh, how people did what was right in their own eyes. And so when we see Samson, we see that Samson is only doing what he thinks is right in his own eyes. Not so much because he's led by the spirit. So when you have no devotion. You do not have, you don't have no, you have no revelation on what God wants you to do. You just move out of your own instinct. There's a difference between your instinct and the instinct of the Holy Spirit. And though he served 20 years, he could have had a longer reign, but he didn't have a longer reign because of his own pride and selfishness, his lusts, God in the way. Number two, I want to show you that when you do not have a serious devotion in your relationship with God to deal with those character flaws in your life, then you will leave yourself overexposed. He was always in the house and always in the house in the Philistines were using his lust against him. Let me tell you something in our chapter today with Delilah. This is not the first time that Samson has fallen prey to a woman and getting information out of him. Let me help you understand something. Y'all hear this thing. Have y'all, if you, I'm sorry to put myself out there. Have y'all watched the Cat Williams interview? All right. Have you seen it somewhere along in your timeline or something like that? Okay. All right. There's something that they, people have been saying now a days that, uh, uh, that he, he was calling Kevin Hart an uh, industry plant. The kingdom of darkness has plants. And the goal is, is to plant themselves to find out what they can find out about you to get you to stop your momentum. You think this is a game? I'm going to show you how this is not a game. There was a video that one of my pastor friends told me, yo, you need to watch this immediately. So I watched it. It was a three-hour one. I said, this is long. But... I set myself and actually watched it because he was a former warlock, high-ranking warlock, and he was, and he was a high-ranking one at the age of 23. He said, I've been serving the kingdom of darkness since I was born. Said he was married to a 62-year-old woman out from the gate. That's the, the level of witchcraft that he was dealing with. And so there was a point in his story that he talks about, and this, that he talks about how he was hired by high-ranking officials to come into where a revival was happening in Uganda and to stop it because the, 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 the pastors that made a vow to pray for all the churches and all of that stuff for 90 days. And there was a re- great revival that was happening. And it was supposed to happen between three. They, were, uh, they set themselves, the vow was they're going to pray from three to nine every day for 90 days. And in these 90 days, Pastors could witness that when they started praying between the the hours of three to nine, that they felt some strength come from God on their behalf. 
and things were starting and they already had plants already trying to infiltrate, but they weren't they weren't able to succeed. So what happens is they called one of their high ranking ones to come in, gave them books of stuff, tried to find things in their own generational lineage to try to see if it would work and stop them. So what they did was try to figure out, they fi- he found out that, hey, this thing, this pastor got something with money. So we're going to send her and start blessing him, flattering him like, oh, I just feel the God of, feel God in this church. And, I, and, he, mm-hmm. and she sold big money. You have to understand they were in a village. And so receiving that money is like, oh, my God, this is a blessing from on high. Oh, God. Not only that, but they found something about the other woman who was, pr- who was the other pastor in Uganda that were praying. They found out that she had a, a, a mother wound that was not healed. And so what they did was start sending their plants that were in there to infiltrate the camp. The woman who was there was a seer who was praying with along with the other young pastor. They were there who made the vow together. She was a seer and she felt like something ain't right about them. But when the pastor has received money because of where they are, she started moving the pastor, moved them into a nice place outside of the village. So it could stop the vow between getting them there between three to nine, Pastor Mike. But he still got there. But then what happened is he, she started moving and working on, the, on, on his daughter. The daughter got sick one time. He almost missed his covenant with the vow. But she got so sick and, 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 and started having a skin disease and all of that stuff like that. And he said, and he didn't know that he was leaving her with somebody who was of the demonic. So his devotion started slipping, even though he was still making his vow because he was up all night because the demon wouldn't leave until the morning. Why am I telling you this story? It's not to scare you. It's to make a point to you of how real the, the spirit realm is. Because the goal was if they got to the 90th day, that would have ceased all witchcraft that could happen in that region for the next few generations. And what happened is, is that the pastor then invited the woman. This, this is a long story made short, all right? Long story made short. I see y'all on the edge of y'all seats like, ooh, this is good, pastor. Listen, so the woman comes in. The woman comes in. The man comes. The young pastor comes with the lady. And they were, you know, for the time of prayer. And the vow was that those two would just be praying. That, the, that between them and their churches, that those two would just be praying. And then this is what happens. The, the woman who was the seer who was, along, who, who was praying along with the young pastor, the woman who was the seer was like, no, we made a vow that it would just be us. That was the covenant. It would be just us. And this is what said, this is what the woman who was the plant, hear me, did. I, I just want to pray because you remind me like you remind me like your mom to me. And that set that woman off because that wound ain't been healed. What am I telling you? That when you have not dealt with your inside, you allow you allow people to be, <laughs> you will allow those, those things that are triggers to trigger you in such a way where it would get you to, to get you to come out of who you are because you ain't dealt with the trigger. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? And because she did that, what happened is, y'all, the thing stopped on the 89th day. They start fighting. Because that's how, that's how bad it got. That was the plan. They stopped it in time. Don't you know that there's different plants that infiltrate churches, Christian businesses, all of those things to stop the momentum of God on that particular movement? Don't you know that there are certain things that even in your life as you're moving ahead, see, you're like, I'm not a pastor, though. I'm not only this. Well, I can go, I can go to your house. you got a plant that's in your room. you got a plant that's in your phone who's texted you, a plant in your circle. That ain't really for you. But because you don't have that devotion with God, you can't discern nothing. You can't discern nothing. Here we go. Uh, Colossians 4 verse 2 says, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant. Being uh, vigilant. I'm sorry. I cannot get that word out. Tongue twister. And in it with thanksgiving. Continue earnestly in prayer. When you do not have time spending it with God, you are not being diligent in your prayer time. You need to, I'm telling you, if you are not serious about prayer and making sure prayer is a priority, you better make prayer a priority. You better make prayer a serious priority because you don't understand you are losing battles already because you are not serious about prayer. You need to spend some quality time in prayer, really praying over you and your family because there are different things that are out here that is always trying to take us off the course of God. Here we go. The problem with Samson is that you you don't understand that you're not guarding your heart. When you don't have serious devotion, then you're not guarding yourself. How do you know? How can you know? Listen, God is not hiding anything from you. But he he says, if you draw unto me, I will draw nigh unto you. And the problem is, is that we're not drawn on. We're not drawn to him. And guess what was happening? You're losing battles. Because you, you're staying in the dark. Instead of coming into the light and saying, hey, God, show me what this is. It ain't that complicated. God, show me who the people are around me. Show me if this is the right door in front of me. Because certain doors that look like God and look like a great opportunity is always sometimes a door that will slow down your momentum. And so like Samson, you are, you, you are destroying Philistines. We need to get you out of here. And you are laying with the op. That's what the young folks say. They say op. The opposition, that's what that means. You're laying with them. You're always around. You know, I got to have them to keep me young. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Thank you. She keep me young. I, I got to stay young. I, I got to gotta know what's going on. <laughs> And so I'm looking, I, I, I'm looking at the life of Samson. I'm saying, man, a lot of what could have been, but because he wasn't guarding his heart, as Proverbs 4 verse 23 says, keep your heart with all diligence. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For out of it, where? Out of where? Your heart springs the issues of life. Out of you, if, it ain't, if you're not guarding it, all of that is going to come out. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen, where Samson, uh, he don't understand that a plant is with him right now who's been paid Paid. to stop him 
find the weakness infiltrate the weakness and if you can infiltrate that let us know and we'll give you your compensation find the weakness when you don't have a devotion with God you can't begin to pray against certain things because you don't see it coming you always reacting instead of already being in front of it prayer always keeps us we are never on the defense we will always, you are always on the offense if you got the right devotion. Because I can see it in advance. Oh, you playing this type of defense against me? Oh, I'm going to go around you. I'm sending my prayers. I'm sending the angels of the Lord that has charge. I'm sending them on my behalf. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? You have to have that devotion because guess what happens when you don't have devotion? And I want to get to this. What happens is, is that you let people inside of your vulnerabilities. You let people get too close who knows your proclivity. You let people, you start pouring out yourself. Here to go, those issues, because you ain't guarding it. You start pouring out yourself to the wrong folk. You don't understand, you got to op right there. I'm trying to help us, church. Because I'm trying to tell you, this is what they don't tell you as you move here. You want to know why a lot of men and women of God fall? As the church starts the way this is starting and we starting well and why we can start well and not finish well because we're not serious in our devotion. Yeah. Pastor B won't be serious in his devotion. If I'm not serious in my devotion, I can't see where the attacks are coming. If I don't have the right people who also got strong devotion, they can't they can't watch my backside. Hear me. And all of and all of the leadership of Samson, watch this. Had, did he have anybody in his ear? No accountability. No one to say to him like, "Hey, come up off of there, Pastor. I know you want to do that, but I don't think that's the right time to do that right here." I, I, hey, 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 hey. I, I know this is, but you better be careful, of that person. We need to pray before that day when we take that money. Archbishop Duncan Williams said this. He said, I got, I got some money. The church was struggling at that time. This woman came with some money, over $50,000. What exactly what we needed. And God told me the next day, said, give it back to her. She's a plant. Give it back. Because you don't understand that no one is going to come with negativity to get inside your camp. How you get what I'm trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you if you have a serious devotion, you can deal with that. But man, I'm that deal with that greed on the inside of you. It's not always about lust. There's greed. There's envy. There's all that stuff that got to be addressed so that you can stay in the path that God has for you. You don't realize the importance of this. Don't realize the importance of this. You got to keep your heart. And when you don't keep your heart, you just, you just pouring out your guts. Because the Bible says Samson loved her. He loved her. You love him. You love her. Do you? Or do you love the idea of what marriage looks like? I don't want to be alone, Pastor. You know, I get so lonely. (laughs) 
Huh? Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Pastor, you know I got this clock there, Reverend. I got this clock. It's ticking. Scripture says it's smoking there, Rev. It's smoking. But let me tell you something. You rather allow yourself to smoke than to get in, get than to get into the wrong smoke. Here's what I'm trying to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. Here's what I'm trying to get to our heads. If you don't take what I'm telling you serious this year, I'm telling you now, you are not going to have a prosperous 2024. Let's just put that out there now. Because it ain't going to be that I didn't warn you. It ain't going to be any time I pray that the Holy Spirit would make his voice so loud and bring this sermon back to your remembrance to the point where you know this ain't right. Why is Pastor B's head in my head? You know that's an op. Say amen. Thank you, son. Here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get something across to us. We have to understand that you cannot trust. I hear you, Holy Spirit. That's why you can't shake certain people from you. Because you opened yourself too much. And so you wonder why anytime that same individual texts you and all of that stuff, everything is spiritual. It ain't about any, it, all of it is spiritual. Because now I know what is your dial. I know how to push that button. I know now how to always do this to get back in. And if you don't do, if you don't take moment for deliverance and cleansing in those type of areas in your life, you will always allow the same individuals to creep in. And that's why you ain't ready for marriage. That's why you're not ready for more success. That's why you're not ready for this. Because you have to take the time to look in yourself first because too much is given, much is required, and you are not going to meet the requirements for what is, what is more when you're still dealing with here. It's a heart issue. Say it's a heart issue. Hear me. Hear me. I want to give you this too. Just because you don't see the result of your recklessness immediately does not mean it will not happen. Oh, let's all go out in here this morning. Amen. I'm trying to give it to you. I'm trying to help you understand this. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 11. This is Bible. I ain't say it. When a crime is not punished quickly, people feel it's safe to do wrong. Solomon knows because it didn't happen all at once with Solomon. He had a gradual descent. Let me tell you something as fast as it takes, as long as it takes to finally get to the place where God has for you. Do you want to give that up because of one mistake? No, it took us too long to get here to, 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 to be doing dumb stuff now. Are you hearing me? See, people think, oh, I'm just getting away with it. Okay, I did this. Oh, maybe, maybe this ain't God. I don't feel conviction. Maybe I can keep on tipping on. Maybe I can go out now, okay. Listen, just because, see, that's the, that is the, that is the, that's the deception. The deception is the thing, just because it don't happen right away, that means I'm good. No. Because guess what? Did God still use Samson? Yes, he did. Because guess what? It's still a bigger purpose in mind. 
<laughs> but guess what? What happens is with Samson is this, is that he kept on doing it again, living on the edge. I ain't had my hair cut though. But then when they find out the strength behind why he is strong, they cut that. And he still thinks he has the ability to still shake it off because he's lived on the edge before. Here's the reality. You still think your, your gift works the same without the grace. You? Though you may have the gift and God's gifts come without repentance. Let's get this straight. But don't mean that it has the same grace that it once had. Doesn't mean it has the same grace that it once had. But if you keep on living on the edge, you're going to get burnt. It may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. It can happen months down the road. It can happen years down the road. Because God had a greater purpose. What is that? To sustain and preserve Israel. That's what it was about. Because the Messiah was coming. But what God already knows is you're going to do it to yourself. And then when God gets tired or gets to the point where, so I can't keep you there. How do I know this? Come here, Saul. Kept on teetering. What happens to him? God tells Samuel, get up, go down there and tell him he's been canceled in my book. I've already found his next successor. And Sam, he was like, I don't want to do this. Sam, God told Samuel, if you don't get up and stop mourning over Saul, because there ain't nothing to mourn about. He didn't had his chances. He had his time to get it right. And he didn't. Now I got to worry about and get to my people in the right hands. Somebody who's actually after my heart. And not just the external, because y'all look on the external. You got caught up in how he looked and oh, he looked like a king. Just because they look like a king don't make them they are. See, you looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, we, we do judge the external. But the reality is God is looking at that heart first. Because a lot of people who are in certain positions wouldn't be there if we had a chance to pick them. Because they don't look like it. Just because I don't look the part don't mean that it ain't mine. Because the last will become first. And the first will become last. <laughs> Some people try to figure out, why are you there? You don't have the same giftings. Your, your resume on the external don't look as good as mine. It don't matter about that. It's the favor of God that's on my life. It don't matter about that. <laughs> See, you looking at the wrong things. I know. No, 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 no. The reason why, yeah, David had his faults too. And guess what? God dealt with David. But David was a man of repentance. Nowhere did Saul repent for anything that he did. You get what I'm saying? That's the difference in somebody who has a true devotion versus someone who don't have a true devotion. That, yeah, I may fall and I may stumble and I got my same hiccups like Saul, but I know how to repent. And not just repent and say sorry and cry and still go back. No, to change my thinking. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? See, this is high-level living. You still living on the lower level. You need to come up high. That's what exposure is. God bringing you to the forefront so you can live on a higher level. This is a high level of devotion that we must commit ourselves to. 
Are you hearing what I'm trying to get to towards us? I got to come to a close so we can go. Hear me. We all have to understand that eventually, if you continue to stay in that state, your recklessness is going to come catch up to you. It is. It may not happen immediately, but it is going to happen. Unless you repent and change your mind. Are you hearing me? So the reality of the matter is, is that when you look at Samson and you look at his life, even in our, cha in our chapter today, in chapter 16, he tried to shake himself loose and he couldn't shake because that was the first time he felt God not being present with him. He knew that God had departed because when he shook, he wasn't there. <laughs> he wasn't there. He, the, the, the endowment of the Holy Spirit didn't come upon him. And guess what? Sometimes life has to hit you in a way so that you know how to get on your knees and pray. It shouldn't call for that. But sometimes God has to humble you before him to say, I told you it weren't you to begin with. You were egotistical, Samson. You thought it was all your strength. Oh, that you were, it, it was just your great old voice or your just great old this. It is nothing about you outside of what God has given you to make you who you are. That's why I pray every time I get behind this pulpit, I say, Lord, I understand my depravity. I know I'm nothing outside of what you give me. Because the reality of the matter is I want to stay low before God. As I stay low, God will always elevate me because I know where my place is. <laughs> it's under the mighty hand of God. Here, here, here. Stand your feet. Oh, man. Samson, he shook, he shook, and he could not, couldn't sense the presence of God. And it made him drive him to pray for the very first time in his leadership. I dare you to check it. He did not pray until the end of 16. That's when his hair grew back, when he, when he came in the humility. You know what happened is they bulged out his eyes. That represented the blindness of Israel. Because when you are doing what's right in your own eyes, you're blind. And you think you're seeing, but you're blind. Samson was spiritually blind to the adverse situations he put himself in. In Timnah, a woman was able to draw out information. And the last thing was, okay, you didn't do all those other things. And you kept your vow to not having the, the, the hair cut off, your hair cut off. But this time, you have to learn. Because if God never teaches you, you will always think that you can continue to play with your calling so loosely and think that you will not see the consequences of it. What I'm trying to get towards you is you better stop being loose with your calling. You need to stop being loose with the anointing on your life. And you need to stop being loose with the temple that you have. Because it's the temple you are an instrument for the glory of God. You are an instrument to be used for the glory of God. Don't take it lightly that God once decided to use you. Don't take it lightly. Don't take it as a game. And guess what? Yeah, there's a lot of things that may appeal to the eye. Don't mean that it's right for you. 
Why? Because if you don't understand anything, when God decides to bless or use anyone, know on the flip side of that, there's an adversary planning your demise. Oh, that's spooky, Pastor Brandon. It ain't spooky, it's the truth. Why would I would allow you to come into your full knowledge and destiny? I'm not going to let you do that because of what it's going to do to my kingdom. I can't let your family be loose. No way. If, you, if I let you be loose, then the next few generations on your line are not going to deal with alcoholism. They're not going to deal with uh, 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 abuse and all of that stuff. So let me keep you in abuse. Let me make him appeal that they a man of God or a woman of God. And then you come with, and then they can, they, but let that be the disguise. Hmm? You don't know what's on the line. You don't know what's on the line. Why? Because if you continue on in the cycle, then it'll continue on. But if you decide that, listen, I'm serious about this stuff. It's going to break with you. If I'm talking to you, lift up your hands. I want to pray for you right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I declare right now, in the name of Jesus, that God, whatever is in their line right now, today is the day that it stops. A decision is made right now in the name of Jesus. I declare any monitoring spirits of hell that are trying to plan the demise, that are trying to reach in the bloodline of folk with sickness and disease and put those type of thoughts that my mother died at this age or this father died at this age and that might go happen to me. I arrest it by the power of God right now in the name of Jesus. I arrest right now any spirit of alcoholism that runs in the family. It will not end with, it will not start with me drug abuse it will not continue with me oh my goodness bad relationship choices is not going to continue with me in the name of Jesus Christ I declare right now by the power of God bad financial decisions are not going to continue with me I declare a new oh my God a new line of financial literacy and financial increase is going to start in my line I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that God I'm going to be an instrument used of you for your glory hallelujah and for your purpose purposes in the name of Jesus I rebuke and I curse the cursor in the name of Jesus I declare right now in the name of Jesus over your life in the name of Jesus that God is bringing healing to you hallelujah he's bringing healing to you he's bringing healing to your mind he's bringing healing to your heart in the name of Jesus the Christ I pray I pray right now in the name of Jesus that oh God we will not be triggered by the same trigger that even though the enemy may use the trigger God we thank you oh God that you took the sting out of it you're taking the sting out of it by the power of God that no longer will it move my emotions how it used to no longer will it trigger me and have the same effect on me in the name of Jesus because God I declare in the name of Jesus that you're lifting me up today in the name of Jesus you're lifting me higher than what has been trying to keep me low in the name of Jesus the Christ I pray right now, God, may your people, oh God, be wise. May you give them discernment today. May you strengthen their discernment. May you strengthen their eyes to see. May you let their ears be unclogged to hear from you today. May their heart not reject what you have for them. In the name of Jesus, may, your heart may our hearts receive the correction of the Lord. May our hearts receive the information and revelation of the Lord today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I declare right now, by the power of God, things are turning in Jesus' name.
in Jesus name in Jesus name I even declare all right now in my Messiah. I even declare right now in the name of Jesus that even mental illness that skip lines will not come to you in the name of Jesus today. It will not come to your children. It will not come unto your family. In the name of Jesus Christ, may God heal it now. Hey, glory. Come on, church. Open your mouth and pray right here. I promise service is about to end, but I feel the anointing of God telling us you got to labor right here. Oh my God, your line is on the line today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's on the line right now in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I said may it end. May it end. May it end. It gotta come to a close. It gotta come to a close. I can't keep the cycle going. I won't keep the cycle going. I'm not keeping the cycle of anger. I'm not keeping that cycle of bitterness. I'm letting it go. Loose it now. Loose it now. Loose it now. Loose it by the power of God. Loose it right now in Jesus' name. We say loose it, let it go. Loose it, let it go. We throw it to the fire of the pit. Let it go. Loose it and let it go. I say right now, you're breaking now. Your hold is breaking now. Your hold is breaking now. In the name of Jesus, be lived, oh my God, be healed, be set free. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Ah, oh my God. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. I got to do this. Onisha, come here real quick. I have to do this. Come here real quick. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm not going to get into everything right now, but I declare right now, as I was just speaking in tongues right now, I was really speaking in tongues over you and your family in the name of Jesus. And and I, I, I'm telling you, the last few months has been a little challenging and a little disappointing. You and me both know what I'm talking about, and I'm not going to announce it over this microphone. What I'm telling you now is that even with all of this, God has drawn you back into the household of faith for such a time as this because you it has to stop with you it has to stop with you 
and I want the woman of God to come and surround you because I declare right now when the woman of God surround you and, and, and they surround you with the love of God, that love is going to fill a place in your heart where you feel a void was missing. I need some women to surround her and pray to the power of God. May she feel the love of God. I'm telling you that love is about to break the chains. That love is about to break the chains in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You felt like what you've been missing, God is going to fill in the name of Jesus. That's why you've been brought here in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah because it's stopping with you by the power of God how the power of God we declare right now that today is the day that we say strongholds are breaking right now in the name of Jesus Christ I declare that your heart will not grow cold in the name of Jesus Christ I declare may your heart be open to the move of God in your life to what he will do in your life then you don't see God through people but you'll see God for yourself in the name of Jesus that your eyes would see God for who he is hallelujah hallelujah it's not God it's the people's decisions and their choices but we declare today that you 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 as the woman in your life it will be a different story by full oh my God I declare it right now in the name of Jesus and God will know oh my God I declare right now that may this not be a window may it may not be a door that the enemy will use against you in the name of Jesus I declare right now may it break now come on I, hey, it's got to come out in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus may you feel the warm embrace of God Hallelujah, touching you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. I declare right now in the name of Jesus that God will fill that place, that God will fill that void in the name of Jesus and bring you healing. Hallelujah, healing to your heart. He's a mender of the brokenhearted today in the name of Jesus. And the Lord says that if you trust him with all of your heart and all of your mind and not lean on your own understanding, that he's going to direct your path in the name of Jesus Christ your path will not be like any of the women in your family your path oh my god God is making your crooked places straight I declare in the name of Jesus that you will come into whole relationship in the names of in the name of Jesus I declare in the name of Jesus that your finances will be greater than any other one in your family's line in the name of Jesus Christ I declare that with long life oh my god God will satisfy you I declare right now in the name of Jesus you won't make the same decisions with men like anyone in your family God is going to give you a whole fresh start a new line a new day in the name of Jesus the Christ in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus ah, it's almost there it's almost there hallelujah <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. Woo, Jesus. This ain't for show. This is serious. Your line is a hallelujah. Your whole generation and your life is on the line. And it ain't going in here. In the name of Jesus, you will not succumb to the same pressures. In the name of Jesus. I arrested by the power of the living God 
and I even arrest that spirit even in your mother I declare may you take every taste every taste in the name of Jesus the Christ I declare it right now by the power of God may the fire of the Lord may the fire of the Lord may the fire of the Lord touch right now you won't be kept up at night about this anymore not anymore not anymore not anymore let it be so and it cannot be otherwise Lord I connect to the throne room of heaven today I did what you asked me to do and I say Lord do what only you can do now in the name of Jesus the Christ come on and praise God for her come on I say bring God a great praise I said bring God a great praise in here this morning We got to go because I feel glory now. Hallelujah. If you don't know Jesus, I, I want to offer you him right now. Don't leave out of here. He died that you may have life. He died that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He died that you may have peace with God and the peace of God will surround your heart in the name of, in the name of Jesus today. If you want to rededicate your life back to Christ, you can do that in this in this in this in this time. Right now, I feel His glory. Hallelujah! If you if if you need a church home and you're looking for a church home in this moment, Hallelujah! This is a good place to be a part of. We offer that to you. I would love to be your pastor and serve you in Jesus' name. Uh, you can come and meet me down at the altar today. Pastor Dom is ready to receive you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah! If you don't know Jesus, repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge I'm a sinner in need of a savior. I acknowledge you died, you were buried, and you rose again, and you ascended to the right hand of the Father just for me. Today, I want to give you my life in Jesus' name. Amen. If you made that decision for the very first time, come on and meet us down at the altar. Pastor Dom will show you the way of salvation today. Hallelujah. If that's you, I wouldn't leave out of here without giving my life to Christ. If you don't know what will happen to you from today, your life is not promised. You only, your life is about a vapor. And if you don't know him, I'm telling you now, don't leave out of here. You will never be able to tell God that you never had a chance or that you never knew. Hallelujah. We're leaving out of here. Listen, put the giving instructions on the screen. I'm going to stop right here. I feel God's glory now.